Welcome to the Hidden Archives. I'm your host, Nicole Clark. As always, we're grateful that you have joined us this evening. It is true that we skipped a week without warning, but something outside of the archives came up that needed Philip's attention. However, we have this story for you this week, and another one next week, just to keep on track. Octavia Butler is the source of tonight's wisdom. She has said, All struggles are essentially power struggles. Who will rule? Who will lead? Who will define, refine, confine, design? Who will dominate? All struggles are essentially power struggles, and most are no more intellectual than two rams knocking their heads together. Therefore, we hope that you do not struggle to comprehend the following warning. If you choose to enter the hidden archives, if you choose to study the tomes, if you choose to take this journey with me, you do so at your own risk. Profanity and disturbing content may follow. This is your warning. Talking to yourself may not be a sign that you are crazy. It may actually be indicative of a much more dire situation, as tonight's protagonist finds out. Where are you taking us, Stephen? I ignored this question and journeyed on. With every step I took, it got a little bit easier to ignore the voice in my head. With every mile covered that led me deeper and deeper into the desert, I regained a little bit more of myself. I could still hear it. Him. But now I didn't have to respond. I was finally in control again. You know I'm more than just a voice, right, Stephen? I can see your mind. I know your thoughts. They aren't yours, though, Stephen. They are ours. They are mine. This, I just couldn't resist responding to. I figured I'd humor him, as I'd already been quiet for several hours. Oh? They're your thoughts, huh? You can see my mind. Then, why bother asking? I mean, if you already know. Why not answer your own damned question? How about this? I have a question of my own. Tell me, where do you think we're going? Where am I taking us? Finally, some goddamn quiet. He couldn't answer this simple question. I guess he was losing his control and his sight into my mind. At this point, he'd been controlling me for weeks, maybe even months. But it was a gradual onset. He gained more control as time went on until one day when I realized that I was almost completely under the influence of this monster. I don't know exactly when I got infected, but I think it would have been during that trip that I took to Japan. Knowing him and his methods, it was probably on the day that I spent at some hot springs. However, when he first came into my life doesn't really matter. What does matter is how my life changed afterwards. Before all of this, I was a moderately successful day trader. In fact, the reason I traveled to Japan was to meet with some colleagues in the market. 
I normally didn't have to travel for my job as I could mostly work from home. I'll admit, this does sound pretty good, but life wasn't exactly picture perfect. I was single and spent my days trading, so I had no social life and no love life. My work kept me too busy to indulge in any hobbies, thus leaving me with no interest. To cap it off, I recently had made some less-than-ideal investments that put me on the edge of financial ruin. With all of this, I felt like I didn't really have much to live for. I was barely even existing. When I realized this, depression hit me like a car crash. Put simply, I had become borderline suicidal. I wasn't distraught, but I didn't see the point in living anymore. As a cure, I thought a trip might be just the thing. I could go away from my stale life in my little city, experience some culture, try to relax, and maybe visit with some more successful people that might be able to help me get back on track. If nothing else, at least I'd have a little more fun before I decided if I wanted to off myself. But the trip was a bust. My colleagues didn't have the time for me, and I knew nothing of Japanese culture and customs, so it was more stressful than anything else. I couldn't wait for the trip to be over. Next thing I knew, I was on a plane headed back to Colorado where I intended to end it in my own home. About eight hours into the flight, however, my mood started to change. I had just finished a big glass of water when, suddenly, for lack of a better word, clarity came over me. There was a warm feeling at the base of my skull. My vision sharpened, my hearing perked up, and it felt like my inhibition started to fade. Had I been drinking alcohol, I would have thought it was that. But all I had was that water. Hell, I was beginning to think the trip had actually worked. I was still feeling really good when my plane landed at DIA and I unboarded. I could tell that something permanent had changed in me as I rented a car from the airport kiosk and started my drive back down south. It was a pretty long drive, so I expected that this, coupled with traffic, could put me right back into my previous state of mind. But during the three-hour drive home, nothing fazed me. Oddly enough, I didn't even break the speed limit on that drive. Odd because I always drove way over on the freeway. In fact, now that I look back on it, almost all of my high-risk behavior subsided after that trip. It took a few days for me to settle back into my life, but when I finally went back to trading, I felt compelled to make lower-risk trades. They weren't as high-earning, but I won out on almost everything. It was as if my self-preservation instinct had been put into overdrive. I know all this sounds pretty good, and you would be right to think that I had started a new chapter in my life. 
but after a while of this, I began to notice other changes in my day-to-day behavior. I know that I already stated that I was somewhat of a homebody, just wasting my life away on the computer. But two or three weeks after returning from Japan, I developed the unshakable desire to go out. Not to city life, though. No. I had the strange and overwhelming urge to swim. However, I've never actually learned how to swim. Plus, you wouldn't catch me dead at a public pool. I'm not exactly comfortable in my body, so the thought of donning a bathing suit and parading around in front of complete strangers kept me from actually trying to learn to swim. This did cause a weird conflict in my head. It was almost a paradox of needing to jump into the deep end of a busy public pool, but being terrified to do so. Up to this point, everything was just feelings, desires, and intuitions. I hadn't lost any control yet. This didn't happen until one night when I went to take my nightly shower. I vaguely remember starting the tap with the intention of pulling the plunger to switch it from the tub faucet to the shower head. If I had to describe what happened next, I would say that I blacked out, then came to only to find that I was sitting in a full tub. I was a little freaked out by what had happened, even more so when I felt a rumbling in my gut. I looked down at my belly and could see something moving against my skin from inside. Immediately, I jumped out of the tub and dried off with the intention of calling an ambulance. But as soon as I was clear of the water, the rumbling stopped and I felt normal again. I looked back at the water, because in my hurry to leave the tub I hadn't pulled the plug, and I felt a slight quiver in my stomach and a powerful urge to get back in. I felt drawn to return to the water. I couldn't explain it, but I resisted, deciding instead to call it a night and go to bed. I laid down on top of the bed sheets and was almost asleep when I remembered that I needed to refill the water glass on my nightstand. It was with this thought that I realized I had developed an obsession with water. I wanted to drink it. I wanted to swim in it. I wanted to touch it, feel it, taste it, breathe it. That scared me. I wasn't suicidal anymore. How could I want to drown? It took a lot of willpower, but I decided to let sleeping dogs lie and go without a glass of water for the night. That night, in my dreams, was when I first heard the voice. When I first met him. My dreams are usually vivid and surreal, but not that night. I remember blackness. Just complete darkness. I could hear first my own heartbeat, then another smaller and irregular heartbeat behind that. Finally, there was a buzzing in my mind. 
I couldn't quite hear this, but I could feel it in my brain. The buzzing faded out. There was a pop, and then silence. A few seconds later, he spoke. Your name? Is it Stephen? Uh, yes. What? Who are you? Who? This concept is foreign to us. We are. We are you. We are Stephen. We have discovered your language. This concept, too, is foreign to us, but we have learned to utilize it. It is chemicals. Chemicals that cause actions. These concepts make sense to us. Us? You keep saying that. Who are... How many are you? There is only us. There is only Stephen. So... Am I... Am I talking with... Myself? You speak with us. We are after Stephen. We came next. Stephen has always been. We have not. Now we are Stephen. Now we use Stephen's voice. Now we need Stephen. Need me? For what? What do you want? Hmm. Want? This concept is foreign to us. We need Stephen. We need the next after Stephen. The water will allow us to have more after Stevens. You mean people? You want more people? Yes. Bring us to the water. We must return to the water. Absolutely fucking not. You sound crazy as hell. Why the fuck would I help you? I mean, where even are you? We are... within. Wait. Are... Are you saying you are... inside me? We are... inside you. We are... a parasite? Yes, this word describes us. We are learning so much. We are... more than Stephen. We must be more than Stephen. You must bring us to the water. To the after Stevens. To the people. The next thing that happened was a feeling like icy cold tendrils behind my eyes, and I woke up. Honestly, I thought it was just a dream. How could it be anything more? How could that have been real? 
I thought these questions were rhetorical, obviously. But either way, they would soon be answered. After waking up, I felt like I was still in a dream state. Everything just seemed surreal. It was like I wasn't even in control of my own body, which I quickly realized actually was the case. I stumbled out of bed and wandered into the bathroom, though not of my own accord, and went to submerge myself in the tepid water from the night before. I wasn't really thinking when I disrobed and lifted my right foot over the brim of the tub. Suddenly, I came to my senses. It was like trying to pull my foot out of sucking, sticky mud. But I was able to pull my foot away from the water as I collapsed on the floor. A fog was taking over my brain, and I thought I was going to pass out. But instead, I heard his voice again. Steven, why are you trying to stop us? Fuck! You're real? No! You were just a dream! A dream? Is this our... name? No. This is another foreign concept. So much to learn here. Get the fuck out of my head! Stop it! Let me go! Yes. This is what we... want, too. Let us go, Stephen. Return to the water. And... And what will happen if I do? Will you leave me alone? Alone? No. We are Stephen. We need more people. We do not want... alone. Then what's the point? Why should I obey you if you're just going to keep trying to control me? I won't fucking do it. I mean, what? Are you going to infect others? Aren't you just a parasite? Isn't that what you said? We said this. We are a parasite. We need others. Yes, others. This concept is clear. We see you care for your others, not wanting to infect them with our kind. But our kind has no place without them. We know not of deception, Stephen. We hear this word in your mind. No, not just a word. An instinct. Fear. We know fear, but not deception. We will not deceive you, Stephen. Your cycle is near an end. Our cycle must continue. This is why we need the other... people. The water will bring us to them. Our cycle will continue even after theirs. Ends. After yours. Ends. Cycle? Do you mean life? If I get in that water, will I die? Death. Yes, we know this. Yes, 
you will die in the water. It will renew our life with the others. Fuck you. I don't want to die. I won't let you kill others. Fuck off. Want to die? Yes, when we found you, Stephen. This is what you wanted. Now you want your cycle to continue? Is this deception? No. Something changed. People do that. Yes. Something changed. We found Stephen. We changed. People don't. Your end is our continuation. We gave you continuation, Stephen, so that we might live. Now, your cycle must end. I realized there was no point in trying to reason with him, the voice in my head. He must have sensed my resignation, because he stopped talking to me too. But I could still feel his control. He had pretty much hijacked my body and was trying to force me back in the tub. It was all I could do to resist his influence. I had almost given up hope when I found myself leaning headfirst over the tub. Then an idea occurred. I saw the plug, and without even contemplating it, I reached for it as quickly as possible and pulled it. The water started to drain, and with it, so did his control over me. I could feel him in my mind. He was angry. Or maybe scared. It seemed like, as his control and resolve faded, my own power took over and I could see into his mind. I realized that he wasn't in control over me. Instead, we were connected. I could control him, too. But I needed to know how to keep him from overpowering me. With the tub completely drained, I was able to pick myself up off the floor and walk to my living room. His presence was still strong but it seemed that we had near a split level of control over my body. Figuring that his power over me had something to do with water, I decided to remove that from the equation as much as I could. I went to the kitchen, opened the fridge, and located the few bottles of drinking water I had there. When I reached for them, it felt like a magnet was directing my hands. I uncapped them one at a time, with surprising ease, and went to pour the contents down the drain. However, doing this was like fighting magnetic resistance. It took every bit of effort, but I was able to rid myself of any standing water in my home. This did weaken his control even more, but I still felt him very strongly. I needed to do more. Another idea occurred. I had to have the water to my house shut off. It was easy enough to grab my cell phone and start using it, but I had to look up the number for the utilities company. He must have realized what I was doing, because I all but lost control of my hands. I couldn't click on search results, let alone click to call a number. 
I had to change my tactics, but not my plan. Clearly, he couldn't or wouldn't control what I said. Knowing this, I used my phone's AI to place the call. I could feel him the entire time. He was furious and panicking. He started by throwing my phone across the room, but the AI caught this and transferred the call to my DynaSmart speaker. He tried to walk me out of the room, but every time I changed rooms, the call transferred again to a new speaker, and I was able to complete my task. Now I could feel his disappointment. I had primary control again. I took this opportunity to try and get some answers. I needed to know what his angle was so that I could get rid of him. The only way to do this, however, was to talk to him again. I had more confidence this time. I wasn't as scared anymore, so theoretically, this conversation would be easier than the last two. Hey, Parasite. Are you still there? We are here, Stephen. I got rid of the water. Doesn't that just piss you off? Piss? The liquid excrement of... The host. We cannot use this. We need water. Oh, for fuck's sake. Upset you. Doesn't it make you angry? Yes. Our cycle will not continue without water. Without other people. This scares us. This makes us pissed off. So, what are you going to do about it? What is Stephen going to do about it? Oh, that's right. You need water to have control. Yes. We do not understand this. It's an instinct, buddy. Just like fear and anger and wanting to live. Without water, you can't utilize this instinct. You can't exercise your control. Which means, currently, I have it. That being the case, I'm going to use it to get some answers without being your hostage. We do not know deception. We will give you answers. Really? That easy, huh? Wasn't really expecting that. Um, okay. First question. Do you know what I'm thinking? We see your mind, Stephen. We are gaining knowledge from you. But we do not know your thoughts. These are... inaccessible. Can't mind read, huh? That's good to know. But you know what I'm feeling. Isn't that the same thing? Feelings are chemicals. We know chemicals. Knowledge is processes. We know processes. Thoughts are... different. Now, you wouldn't be trying your hand at deception, would you? I thought you couldn't do that.
Aren't thoughts just chemicals and processes too? I took a year of neuropsychology in college. Yes. We know your neuropsychology. We know your philosophy too, though these concepts are foreign. Does not a thought come from within? Is not the mind the soul? Fair point. Can't really argue with that. But I don't understand it. Can you read our minds, Stephen? Do you know what we think? Well, no, but I'm not in your head. But you feel what we feel? Well, I guess so. But why can't I see your knowledge like you know mine? We are Stephen. Before Stephen, we knew only instinct. We have evolved. You know so much more than us, Stephen. You know what we know. We know what you know. And we continue to evolve. No, no, no. That's circular reasoning. I thought you knew my philosophy. I do know your philosophy. I know of the snake that eats its own tail. I am the Ouroboros, Stephen. The fuck? What's this eye stuff all of a sudden? I am evolving, Stephen. I am gaining more from you. Soon, just as I control our body, I will control our mind, our will too, Stephen. And that was the end of our conversation. He was right. He was evolving. He was growing and learning. I had to maintain control so that I could put an end to this. That was exactly the idea. I had to end it. Maybe he was right in that it was only his influence that had kept me from being suicidal. Deep down inside, I figured I still was but not for my own selfish needs. I needed to end it for the good of the human race. I couldn't let his kind get out and infect more people. Who knows what kind of damage that would cause. Just imagine, millions of people wandering around under the influence of a controlling, manipulative, and evil entity that only grew in power the more people it infected. Eventually. If his kind all worked like him, killing their host in a matter of days or weeks just to reproduce and infect, the whole human race would be completely wiped out. Honestly, I tried talking to him about this. I tried to get him to see reason. But all he said was that his cycle would continue. Eventually, he stopped talking to me altogether. I took this as a sign that he was probably close to the next step, influencing not only my actions, but also my thoughts. I figured he was about to hijack my soul, and I would completely lose myself 
and lose the battle as well. I had to win. So I put my plan into motion. Were he not there in my head and my body controlling me, I would have been able to act sooner. But instead it took me weeks to fully actualize my scheme. I knew that water was the source of his power, but I couldn't completely abstain from it. I need water to live. But I drank as infrequently as possible. However, every sip gave him more power and slowed me down. But that doesn't matter. I finally made it to my destination. I think I've walked about 20 or so miles into the desert now, and all without a single drop to drink. I'm practically dead as it is, but every step I took loosened his control. No water out here except for what is in the few plants here and there. So now I think I'll let him in on the plan. Hey, Parasite. Hanging in there, buddy? Yes, Steven. I am... hanging in. Ready to know where we are? Yes, Steven. Welcome to the middle of nowhere, little buddy. Why are we here, Steven? Why? Well, we're here to die, of course. I'm going to sit down here, pass out, pass on, and let the sun bleach my bones. And I'm taking you with me. You are delirious, Steven. Have some water. Not this time. I didn't bring any. No. What are you holding, Steven? What the f- Where did this canteen come from? I packed it, Steven. When you weren't looking. I knew we would need it. I wanted it to be a surprise. You like surprises, don't you, Steven? Isn't that why you brought us out here, Steven? To surprise me? But... But you didn't know. You couldn't know. Why... Why would you want this surprise? You can't survive here. Steven, why don't you take a look in your pocket? Are there empty wrappers there from some food you might have been dropping as bait for the coyotes? But... But what? I think you see them, Steven, just over that hill. I didn't want it to happen this way, Steven, but you wouldn't let me have the water. I told you I needed it, and you wouldn't let me have it, but I bet the coyotes will. And just imagine, because I can do that now, what I can do with your knowledge, but in a coyote's body. My mind will grow so much faster, with so much less resistance. Now, drink the water, Stephen. I need it for when the coyotes tear your stomach open, so that my kind can move from there into the coyotes. 
No. You can't. I already have, Steven. I already have. Moral of the story. If the voice in your head sounds like your mom, it is probably your conscience. If it sounds like you mixed with HAL 9000, then you might want to borrow a heartworm treat from your dog. We'd like to thank you all for joining us once again, and we look forward to joining you next time. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. There are many more stories from the Hidden Archives that have yet to be shared. We hope that you join us next time for another Glimpse Within. This has been a production of the Rhodes Collaborative Experience, LLC. Please no reproduction, duplication, or bastardization of any content without written consent from RCX or its partners. Ex Animo, Ex Tempus, in Archivum. <laughs>